Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Uh, that's a voicemail number. Uh, Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com is the email address if you want to uh, leave us a thought uh, there. <laughs> thought. Um, and uh, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter is where you can reach us. It's not Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. That's a long-ass Twitter name. It's just Ratchet Book Club. And you can hit me up there and talk with me there, and I'll talk right back to you, because, fuck, why not? Um, in the last episode, um, I almost called that nigga Zendaya, uh, Zakia got um, tired of Dalo calling her up about not being able to see his kids. So she came over and dropped them kids off at... Um, Annalise's house completely went blank there for a second, like just drew a complete blank about what the girl's name was, but drove to Annalise's house and dropped the kids off and dropped them off in a way that I have seen very reminiscent of uh, young people who are in conflict about custody in real life, which is y'all go knock on that door and the person who drops them off like they drop the kids off and be like y'all go knock on that door and as soon as they knock on the door the person peels off like it's a door dash or a ding dong ditch or something like that and it's like yeah what if they don't know what 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 if they ain't home what if they don't answer now you just got kids sitting on the porch in front of somebody's house but now um Annalise is like, yo, your kids are here. Yo, for real, your kids are here. Like, why are your kids here? And Dalo's like, this is a test to see if she's down. Like, motherfucker, you better call up Aunt Joni or something. This ain't no test. You ain't that far into this to have a test. It's only been a month, nigga. Four weeks. Can't just be embroiling her in the middle of y'all's custody drama. She's already in the middle of just life drama in general. But, you know, whatever. Chapter 10. We are halfway through this book. Michaela. Oh, please let her get divorced in this chapter. Please let Joe find out in this chapter. Whew. I just, I just, I just need a win for Joe right now. I just need something good to happen to Joe. And the best good thing that could happen to Joe is if something bad happens to his relationship with Michaela. That doesn't harm Joe or the kids. And doesn't harm Michaela either. Just that, you know, they break up. That crazy bitch did what? 
I yelled as Annalise explained what her sister Zakia had just done. That was a bold fucking move, but I would have done some shit like that if Joe had ever left me and got with the next chick. Of course, I didn't tell my bestie that and have her feeling some kind of way, but it was what it was. Hold on, girl, she said, cutting me off. All the while she held in the conversation with Dalo, I listened like the nosy person I was. Hell, if Annalise didn't want me to hear, she should have told me to call her back. But since she didn't, I was about to sip all the tea. What are we going to do now? I heard Annalise ask him. What am I supposed to do? They my seeds. I'm going to take care of them. Don't worry, Lisey. I ain't about to keep them here. I could take them to my place. To that little apartment, Annalise cut him off. Like I anticipated, she felt sorry for him and told him that he could keep them there. It was her kind heart and I understood that. What I didn't understand was why the hell she agreed to watch them kids while he went to some appointment. Soon as she got back on the phone, I started clowning her. Lisey, what experience you got watching kids? I watched yours a few times, she insisted, referring to all of the three times I had to run to the store. We are talking about a couple hours at the least if he has an appointment, Lisey. You gonna watch two kids you don't know and have never watched before. That'll be good, she tried to convince me. They have the game and I have plenty of snacks. Do you even know their names? Yes, yeah, silly. Deshaun is his son and he's around five and Daylinda, his daughter, is three, I think. As Annalise went on, Tommy was ringing my line for the tenth time. He had just gotten out of jail for violating my restraining order for the second time. Both occasions, they managed to let this lunatic right back out. Let me call you back in a bit, Lisey. The baby is crying. I lied to get her off the phone so I could deal with Tommy. If I told her a real reason I wanted to call her back, I wouldn't hear the end of it. I know your ass ain't still calling me. I finally answered Tommy's call with a major attitude. But Michaela, you having a restraining order on file, fool, and if you keep harassing me, the judge promised they won't let you out the next time. You talking all that shit, Michaela, because that nigga Joe is out of town. You think I ain't heard about his cousin died in California? How in the hell would you know that shit? I asked, getting nervous that he was near. Baby, you know I have ears and eyes everywhere. I know everything, and soon enough, Joe will too. He threatened as I heard a knock at the door. Running in the den to hush the kids, I kept quiet and listened to him shaking the doorknob. Who is that, Mommy? Junior asked, causing me to put my hand over his mouth. Note that the police are already on the way. I called him from my second line as soon as you called me. I bluffed but was dialing him now. Fearful that Tommy wouldn't go away, I took my kids into my bedroom, closed them in, and told them to stay put while I went back to the front. Get the fuck away from my door, boy, I yelled before the door came clean off the hinges. My eyes bucked and I nearly pissed myself at the boldness of this young man busting in my house this way. My kids were right upstairs, so I couldn't believe he was doing this. Picking up the nearest thing that I could use as a weapon, which was the lamp on the table, I tried to swing it, but things didn't go as planned. Tommy grabbed the lamp from my hand and threw it on the floor. What the fuck you trying to do that for? He asked angrily. You better get the hell out of here if you know what's good for you, I warned. The cops will be here any minute. They ain't here yet. You must want your old man to find out about our engagement, huh? 
Engagement? You must mean entanglement, because boy, we ain't never been the least bit engaged. You know, good and damn well, I'm already married, I yelled. Whatever. That's a temporary thing, he scoffed as he pushed me up against the wall. Boy, get off me! I fussed as I struggled to get away from him. Boy? I got your boy, he warned as he pulled up my nightgown and pushed my panties to the side. You better quit while you're ahead. Once the police get here... Before I could finish my statement, we heard the sirens as the police pulled up. This ain't over, Tommy said as he kissed the side of my face and rushed out the back door. Luckily for me, the police were able to capture him and slap the cuffs on him. Michaela! Michaela, tell him you love me! Tell him we're engaged, Tommy yelled from outside. The cop was inside the house and he was looking at me strangely. Don't listen to him. He's delusional. I have a restraining order on him, I argued. Michaela, I love you! That was the last thing I heard before they tossed his ass in the backseat of the squad car. Convincing the cop that nothing was going on between me and Tommy and that Tommy was some psycho stalker wasn't as easy to do as I thought. But by the time he left, I prayed he believed me. If he didn't believe me, I knew my husband wouldn't believe me. Please keep this fool locked up much longer than a damn day, I prayed. They had to after he had broken down my front door and assaulted me. Surely that would keep his ass in jail longer than the last time. This shit had waking me up. But not as bad as I was when I saw Joe walking up the front walkway. Thank goodness I had already finished giving my statement to the cops. Now I could tell my husband my own version. Was that the police that just left here? He asked. Yeah. And what happened to the damn door? Give me a minute to go get the kids and I'll explain everything when I get back, I promised. To momentarily avoid his question, I rushed to the master bedroom in a panicked state. With my hands trembling, I paused before I opened the door. Thinking of what to say not only to my husband, but my kids as well, I stood there and contemplated. They had to have heard Tommy yelling my name. Hell, the entire neighborhood had to hear that shit as loud and obnoxious as he was. I mumbled to myself, wishing that I could pretend that none of this mess had happened or was your fault. That's me, sorry. It was already bad enough that it was my fault. <laughs> Let me check on these kids, I sighed, opening the door to my bedroom so I can go and talk to them. They rushed over to me before I could reach them and wrap their arms around me tightly, including the baby. I could feel how badly they were trembling, and that made me feel even worse. By the state that they were in, I could tell that what went down when Tommy broke in the house scared the shit out of them. It had me fucked up, and I was a grown woman, so I could just imagine how my children must have felt. As I picked my baby up, tears rushed to my eyes because of the guilt I felt for putting my kids in the middle of my shit. I did this. It was because of me that Tommy showed up over here. Are you guys alright? I asked, helplessly fighting my emotions. Yeah, Mommy, are you okay? Cassie questioned, wiping her face so she could check in on me like the big girl she was. We heard you screaming, Mommy. JJ sniffled, still holding on to my leg. They all looked very frightened, and it was all my fault. All my damn fault, and there was nothing I could do to take it back or make it go away. Right now, I needed to tell them something to settle them, and the only thing I could think to do was apologize. 
Mommy is fine. I'm so sorry about what happened, I told him, forcing a smile. It's okay, Mommy. We're okay, Cassie assured, reaching up to hug me again. After calming the three of them down, I ushered them downstairs where their dad was waiting. As soon as I set my baby down, they all ran up to their daddy and hugged him tightly. Are you kids okay? Joe asked. Somebody broke down the door, Daddy, Cassie said. Damn, I was hoping my husband wouldn't start questioning the kids so soon because I surely hadn't drilled them on what and what... What? God, they need editors. This says because I surely hadn't drilled them on what and what not to say. Oh, no, that's me. I'm, I'm just stupid. My bad. Damn, I was hoping that my husband wouldn't start questioning the kids so soon because I surely hadn't drilled them on what and what not to say. See? Fixed it. You want to tell me what happened with the door? He asked while he still struggled to fix it. Can we talk about this after we get the kids fed and in bed? I suggested. No, we can't talk about it later, Michaela. I want to know what the fuck happened to the damn door and I want to know now. Someone broke in, I blurted and motioned my hand towards the kids to remind him that they were still in the room. Obviously, Joe didn't give a damn because he kept right on questioning me. What'd they do? Kick the door in? Yes! That's some crazy shit. Usually if someone breaks in, they break in through a back door or a window or some shit. To come straight to the front door and kick that shit off the hinges, that, that takes some angry force. That's some bold ass shit, Joe ran down while he side-eyed me the whole time. It was like he knew that I was up to something. Do you know who it was that broke in our house? No, babe, I don't know who it was. That's why I called the police, because I need to file a report. Did someone get arrested? Yeah, I think they said they found the person. Good. The fact that someone will break in our house with our kids here. He started, then paused mid-sentence, walked over to me and took me in his arms. I'm sorry I wasn't here when that happened. Wow. Joe switched his attitude up so fast that I almost didn't believe it. I didn't expect him to react that way after he had just given me a mini interrogation. I thought for sure he was going to go off on me and let me have it big time. It's okay, babe. I know that if you could have, you would have been here for us and all that doesn't matter, baby. You're with us now, I reminded him with a hug and a kiss. You're always here for us when we need you, and that's what counts. I know, Michaela, but I wish I would have been here to protect you all tonight, he complained with a heavy sigh. Babe, we're okay. The kids are fine and I'm fine. You came right on time. The last thing I wanted was for my husband feeling guilty about some shit that was my fault. I was one who had fucked up. I should have never messed around with Tommy. It was because of my flaming hot kitty that the nigga had broken down the front door. It was my fault for messing with Tommy, but it wasn't my fault that he was so hooked on my pussy that it was driving him crazy. I had been told him that I was done with him now, and all I had to do was convince him to leave me the hell alone. I'm going to have to replace the door tomorrow. I have to miss work in the morning, Joe stated as he started fiddling with the damn thing again. You don't have to do that, babe. I'm perfectly capable of calling somebody to repair or replace the door. Trust me, I got this. I just wish I was here when all this went down. I hated that I wasn't. No matter what I did or said, Joe kept repeating the same thing. 
Stop beating yourself up over this, babe. You arrived right on time, just like I said. I appreciate everything you do for me and the kids. You're the most wonderful husband and father I could have asked for. Sometimes I feel like I don't even deserve you. Sometimes I feel like that shit too. That shit's crazy. What? Baby, you're the most wonderful wife I could have ever asked for. There's no one in this world I could ever love more than you, Joe declared. Hearing his declaration made me want to cry. I really did not deserve my husband. Not after what I had done. The unforgivable acts I took part in with Tommy, Joe could never get over. If you ever find out, well, I hate to think how bad things would turn out. The worst was yet to come, and I didn't know how to prepare for it. Give myself a headache behind it all, I cleared my mind best as I could. The only thing that could assist me in doing that fully would be for me to feed the kids and put them to bed so I could put it on my man. He deserved this good loving for standing by me and trusting me, especially after what happened tonight. Not just any man would do that, and when Joe did, it showed me how much he trusted me. Did I feel guilty? Yes. Did I feel guilty enough to come clean? Hell no! As my thoughts continued to whirl, I prayed that Tommy would be in jail longer than a few hours because if he was released like he was last time... I was in trouble. Really big trouble. So, on the one hand, she's like, um, this is my fault, but it ain't my fault. That's the game we're playing right now. It's my fault, but it ain't, and here's why. The nigga kicked down your door. Now, fuck Tommy for coming in there and trying to sexually assault you. That ain't cool. That ain't cool at all. Fuck Tommy for being so delusional that he's like, yo, I'm going to break into your house because I love you and you love me. He's on some fuck shit right there. Fuck Tommy for all of that. There ain't no but to it. Just fuck Tommy for that. However, no, that's not the way to say it because however is the same thing as but. Fuck Tommy for all of that. And fuck you. There, that sounds better. Yeah, I like that. And fuck you for being like, oh, my hot pussy got him stuck. You're still patting yourself on your back. You're still patting yourself because you gave this hot pussy to somebody who wasn't your husband and now he's hooked on you and now you can't get free. So fuck you too. Fuck you for making your kids cry. Fuck you for scaring your children. Fuck you for lying to the cops. Fuck you for all of that. Fuck you for still wanting Tommy. Fuck you for not wanting to get away from this. Fuck you for not coming clean. Fuck you for your hubris. You got vaginal hubris. You hot pussy. You know why he wants you? Honestly? And this is coming from a nigga who when I was younger, I probably would have been pursuing a hoe like you too. Because I can do whatever I want to you because you want this dick. Because your husband is such a fucking boring fuck that you're willing to let me do whatever the fuck I want. And you'll probably pay me for it. That's just keeping it 100. At some juncture in your life, you were probably breaking him off cash while he was breaking you off dick. You were probably, when y'all was in that love mark, that love feeling, you was probably just like taking him to eat and all kind of shit. He's young. He can't afford Well, he can afford it because from what you told uh, them in the first book, the niggas kind of bred it. So all you giving him is whatever he wants as far as sex, I guess. 
which is more than enough for a nigga who's unencumbered by any other relationship and doesn't really have to do shit with you. But then he caught feelings and now he wants to make it more. And you were at his house. He was at the hotel when you was in California. He came through all these red flags and you still fucked with him. I hope Joe leaves you. I hope that Joe has a video camera set up somewhere in the house. And the very next chapter is about Joe. I would love to hear Joe's thoughts for once. I would love to hear what a good person thinks. You know it would be really great? And this sounds bad when I say it, but it's not. I'd love it if Joe was in the next chapter and Joe was having an affair with somebody. Fuck it. I would love if Joe was having an affair with Brenda out in Portland. Let's just make this shit as absurd as possible. That's what I'm looking for. But what I do know without certainty or without a shadow of doubt, those are two completely different things. Without a shadow of a doubt, what I know is that you, Michaela, are a villain. You did this to your kids. You did this to your husband. You did this to your neighborhood. You did this to your door. And you did this to yourself. And I'm going to tell y'all one more time. If you are significantly attached, whether you're polyamorous uh, or, or mono or whatever it may be, if you're married or if you're just dating, if you feel like you need to cheat on somebody, here's, here's, here's an idea. Go masturbate. Every time you think you should go cheat on somebody, go masturbate. And when you come, you will feel so much better. Because if you cheat on somebody, that's money spent. That's emotional welfare given, emotional labor, all that kind of shit to build a new relationship. If you go jack off, that's like tops, like 20 minutes of action. Tops. Tops, nigga. Let's see. Chapter 11. Tommy's dumbass. Of course I lost my motherfucking head when Michaela suddenly started dodging me. How's I supposed to act after this chick got me sprung out of my mind? Nobody held my interest the way Michaela did. I guess it was because she was older than me and had more experience. Michaela whipped it on me so damn good, I couldn't be with anybody else because all I could think about was her. She was the one I loved, and she was the one I wanted to be with. Unfortunately, nothing or no one had been able to change that since I fell for her. Why did I even go over there? I asked as I looked around my surroundings once again. I was all too familiar with the bars lately, and all I wanted to do was talk to my girl. How it got so out of hand, I didn't know. I mean, I guess I did. After she ignored me more than a dozen times, I had no choice but to show up at Michaela's house. The least that she could do was open up the damn door and give me an explanation for her actions. When she didn't, what was I supposed to do? Give up and go home only to keep calling her from different numbers and hope that she would finally pick up? That shit was exhausting. Then she called the cops on me. I huffed as I sat in the cold holding cell by myself. This was some straight bullshit. There was no way that I thought that Michaela would ever call the police on me when she knew how dirty they did the black man. First, she tried to clock me with that lamp to knock me out. Then she stood by and watched the cops beat on me before they threw me in the back of the patrol car. And she said she loved me. I mumbled in confusion. One minute, Michaela hated me, and the next, she was fucking my brains out. 
The thin line between love and hate was tearing me up and it only made me want her more. But now all of a sudden she was trying to shut me out. But why? If she loved me, she did and that I was sure of. If Michaela didn't love me, then why would she keep sleeping with me after she called it off? Why would she leave her friend and spend her money to come get me out of jail when I got locked up in San Diego? Our biggest problem is that nigga Joe. If he was out of the fucking way, Michaela and I would be together, I thought out loud, picturing myself taking care of her and the kids. Partially understanding why Michaela was having a hard time leaving her husband, I knew it was a security thing. Since Joe had been the sole provider of that household and the father of her children, she had some serious attachments. All I needed was a shot to prove to her that I could take care of her and her children as well. No, I didn't want to be responsible for another man's kids. But if that meant being with his wife, I was prepared to do that. But how can I do that shit if she keep putting this damn restraining order against me? She gotta lift this shit and we gotta talk, I said to myself. If Michaela thought that sending me to jail was gonna solve this shit, she had the game all fucked up. That wasn't the way shit went. You couldn't just play with a nigga's heart, then dump it for no reason just because you wanted out. How did she expect me to react? I huffed and paced a small dark space. I couldn't wait to get up out of here and have a heart to heart with Michaela. Damn, I asked that woman to marry me and she said yes. She knew that she was already married when she accepted, so I expected her to divorce that nigga ASAP. Then she gonna pull this shit? I said, ready to drop a damn tear. But I couldn't do that shit up in here, not in lockup. Man, I shouldn't have gone over there. Not like that, I sighed, regretting that I kicked the door off the hinges. It was just that when she wouldn't open it, I got so mad that I lost it. All I wanted Michaela to do was just open the damn door and talk to me. I figured if I kicked it, she would see how serious I was to speak with her and she'd open the door. But she didn't, so I kicked the shit again. That was the wrong thing to do, but so was her calling the cops on me. Ain't this a bitch? She ain't cool for this shit, I said, gritting my teeth. As I walked back and forth in that cell, everything suddenly became really clear. Michaela was playing me for a fool this whole time. You think it's the hell? She wanted this dick when it was convenient, and now after promising me more, she was pulling back because of Joe. Well, Joe was going to be just the reason. Just the reason that I was going to make sure that he knew about everything that happened between me and his wife. If my heart was going to be broken, so was Joe's along with his whole damn family. Fucking with me and my emotions was the wrong thing for Michaela to do. And if she couldn't act right, she was going to feel my wrath. That shit right there, I could promise. The only thing that could stop me is Michaela having to talk with me to see things my way. If she don't agree... I'll march my ass up right over to that nigga Joe's office and let the chips fall when they may, I promised myself. Either I'm going to have her, or neither of us will. With revenge filling my body, I sat back down the hard cot. Rocking back and forth, I plotted on how I was going to handle things when I got out. By the way, justice has been serving me lately, I knew it wouldn't be long. It wouldn't be long at all. God damn it. Now, now Joe's going to get murdered. That's all I could think. Nigga in jail talking about this and just skipping right. Like he said everything I thought he was going to say. Like the nigga sprung. I'm sprung. My name is Tommy. Like the nigga's lit. 
And, I mean, Michaela, I don't know if he realized she said yes to his engagement in duress. But he thinks she said yes. And now it's she's over there playing with his heart, he's thinking. And so the niggas over there like, quit playing games with my heart. I ain't gonna sing that shit. You thought I was though, huh? Alright, fine, I'll indulge you. Quit playing games with my heart. With my heart. I don't know the words after that. Ooh. I don't know the words after that though. Ooh isn't a real word. Fuck y'all niggas. So anyways, now Joe's gonna die. I just, I, I just, you could put money on that. Because this dude's talking real reckless. If I can't have her, nobody, neither of us can. That's murder. Because if you told Joe what happened and he was like, I'm still going to forgive her, which some dudes do. Like, don't be getting on niggas who are willing to make things work out with their wives. Sometimes, and I need y'all to recognize this, while I fucking hate Michaela for doing this shit and I fucking hate Gavin for doing that shit and I fucking hate Zakia for doing that shit. You got to realize that when people cheat, sometimes it's because they have something that they are lacking at home. Sometimes there's something missing, whether it's communication, whether it's intimacy, whether it's fucking good cooking. Like, fuck, if you can't cook at home and you go to somebody else's house and they cooking, I don't know, maybe you give up the ass. I don't fucking know how it works. I can cook. But there's always a reason. So you can't just get mad at the person who's cheating. Sometimes you got to look back and sometimes you're willing to accept the flaws that you have within yourself and be big enough to grow past that with the person that you've been with for so long. To quote the girl from um, the fuck was Issa Rae's show called? Insecure. Thanks, boo. To quote the woman from Insecure, that's growth. Joe might have growth. Then what's Tommy gonna do? Fucking murder him? Sheesh. Chapter 12. Annalise. The next day. When Michaela called me about the bullshit that happened at her house last night, I just knew she was fucking lying. She had to be. There was no way Tommy was crazy enough to kick her door off. The only way she convinced me that he did was she sent me a screenshot of his mugshot that was publicly posted online. Damn. I knew Michaela shouldn't have messed with Tommy's ass. I've been told her that he was bad news. Why would she put herself in such a situation that would cause her to lose her entire family? Unable to hold my opinion any longer, I spoke up. It wasn't the nicest way, but then again, what she was doing wasn't the nicest thing. Girl, I told you that boy was bad news. Now look what the hell happened, I fussed. I don't need you telling me how you done told me so, Lisey. I've been beating myself up enough about this shit. I just don't understand how this could be happening. Tommy's crazy, that's how. What did Joe say? Girl, he was blaming himself for not being here when Tommy broke in. So he knows about Tommy? Are you kidding me? Of course he don't know about Tommy. I told him I didn't know who the hell broke in the house. He's gonna find out who broke in your house, Michaela. And then what? I mean, have you thought about this? Because if you have, you should know that you need to tell him before Tommy does. I ain't telling my husband about shit. Girl, you crazy. Don't tell him then, I scoffed. Just be prepared for when Tommy tells Joe himself. I mean, how many times does somebody have to threaten you for you to believe him, Michaela? After it happens and blows up in your face? Have you thought about that? 
Better yet, have you thought about the kids? From what you told me, Tommy done already scared the shit out of them. When he shows back up, oh, because best believe he will, what are you going to do to protect your family? I have a gun, and I know how to use it. Where was it when Tommy kicked the door off the hinges, boo? I taunted, causing her to become speechless. That's what I thought. The way this fool been moving, I wouldn't put nothing by him. No telling what he's planning to do next. Don't be trying to scare me, Lisey, Michaela whined. Girl, you should already be terrified, and if you're not, I don't know what world you're living in, boo. Everything you have is at stake. You hear me, Michaela? You can lose everything you have because of your fair with Tommy's ass. And I mean everything. Husband, house, kids, and all, I reminded. While you so concerned about me and my bullshit, let me jump the subject and ask how I went with your babysitting job, she cracked. Ha, funny. But if you must know, the kids were really well behaved. They ate and then fell asleep and stayed that way until Dalo got back. Then when they got up, he dealt with them while I stayed in my room and kept busy until I passed out myself. Where are the kids now? Shit, he took them right to that little ass apartment of his. I felt sorry for him, but not that damn sorry, I laughed. You know you like that man, Michaela pressed. Yeah, I'm feeling him, but all this other drama with his kids and Zakia, that bitch herself is nerve-wracking. I mean, I can't stand that hoe. And that's just what she is, too, Michaela agreed, then asked about Gavin. You ain't talked to him? No. He been trying to call me, but I just send him a voicemail every time. Does he leave messages? Nope, he can't. My mailbox is full, and I have no intentions on going through all that mess. If somebody want to leave me a message, they better learn how to text. I feel you, Lisey, but I just can't see Gavin giving up on your marriage that easily. Michaela was talking out the side of her neck if she believed what was coming out of her mouth. Gavin had given up on our marriage the day he chose to sleep with Zakia. If it was that easy for him to do, he could go to hell with gasoline underwear for all I cared. Whatever, Michaela. Gavin is the last person I want to discuss right now, especially when Dalo's ringing on my other line. I scoffed and giggled as I glanced at the screen of my cell. I'll call you back, boo. Yeah, you do that with your fast ass, Michaela teased. I won't even comment on that shit. I laughed and hung right up on her before I missed my call. Hello? Hey, beautiful, Dalo greeted. Just dropped my kids off at their Auntie Joni's house. She claimed that she didn't know where Zakia was living, so I left them right on over there so she could figure it out. Glad all that worked out for you, I replied, irritated that I had to hear that bitch's name every day from every damn body. What you got planned for today? I was just about to do this drop and pick up this dough. I was thinking about surprising you in a few hours. That cool with you? He checked. You got the key and I'll be here, I giggled. Cool. I guess I'll see you in a few then, Dalo said before hanging up. Smiling from ear to ear made me realize I was digging him more than I was ready to admit. I proved that shit when I ran to my room and found something sexy to wear. It's time to give him some, I decided out of the blue. With no sex or affection in over a month, I had become quite the horny one. It was getting so bad that I was even considering buying another toy just to get me off until I can get the real deal. The only thing that was holding me back was the fear of giving Dale the wrong impression. When I gave him my goodies, I wanted him to know that I was doing it because I was feeling him and because I wanted to. No other reason. 
getting prepared for the night of my life, I thought about how Gavin was the only man I had ever been with. Of course, I had a few near encounters, but I never went all the way. This experience was going to be something totally new for me, and I was looking forward to it. At least at first I was. But after two hours went by and I still sat dressed next to nothing, I got nervous. So nervous that I started sipping on some wine. By the time Dalo came strolling in with a handful of shopping bags, the whole bottle was gone and I was really feeling it. What you got there? Some gifts for you, but after seeing what the hell you got on there, this shit can wait until later, he gasped and rushed me. The way he put his lips on mine swirled his strawberry and mint flavored tongue around in my mouth. Good lord. Dalo had me creaming in my panties before I could even come out of them little things. Sex with this younger was nothing like rolling the sheets with Gavin. Not even on his best day could he compare to this shit right here. The experience that I was having with Dalo was like a wild night out with a stranger. Our minds may not have connected that night, but our frame sure did. As we enjoyed round after round of hot explicit sex, we were able to explore each other's bodies unlike we had ever done before. We couldn't get enough of one another and it would have gone on much longer if his cell hadn't kept going off. It was so distracting that I had to stop mid-pump and ask him to cut it off or answer it. Are you serious right now, baby? He whispered. As long as I've waited to get you right here where we are, you want me to stop to get the phone? Yeah, it's bothering me, I complained. Huffing heavily, Dalo climbed off me and went to shut his phone off. By then, I wasn't in the mood anymore. Probably because my nosy ass was curious as to who had been blowing up his cell like that. The only way that I was going to find out without seeming insecure was to check for myself when I got the chance. Other than that, I wasn't about to ask him. It was way too soon into the relationship for that. With me being as square as I was, even I knew that rule. So, uh, yeah. Michaela called. And, you know, she still ain't going to, you know, say shit to, to, to Joe about Tommy. But also, also. I just want to remind y'all again, just in case it's your first time listening and you didn't listen to Loving My Wife and Her Sister 2 Part 1, that uh, when they went on their trip to Los Angeles, Annalise wasn't talking that shit. She was like, me and my friend, me and my BFF about to get fucked down because that's what we do out here. Yay, yay. Also, I want to say, it is, um, if you're a man and you're in pursuit of dating a virgin, I am led to believe that you got a weak fuck game. Yeah, I said it. If you are only interested in having sex with virgins or you want people to keep their body pure for you and all that kind of shit and you cloak it in being whatever you may be, if it's a Christian or whatever you may be, whatever, whatever, it's just because you don't want this significant other to have a comparison point to your weak ass dick game. Fucking a virgin is a lot like swimming in the kiddie pool. You know you ain't doing much, but you're still getting wet. But what you need to do is allow yourself to jump into the deeper waters of Lake Minnetonka and shit and actually fuck somebody with some experience so then if you're not hitting it right, they can tell you you're not hitting it right. Because what's going to happen when you talk to Annalise Gavin is she's going to be like, nigga, you weren't hitting it right at all, but Dalo knocked my walls out and built on some new partitions. And you're going to be like, damn, that hurt my feelings. I can't believe that. Well, nigga, I can't believe that you've been hanging on to the same woman since you locked her up at the age of 18, you grooming ass nigga, nasty ass fucking motherfucker.
Chapter 13, Zakia. He nasty. Did this fool seriously drop these kids off of my auntie's house? He knew damn well that she would call me flipping the fuck out for that shit. The only thing that shut her up was when I sent her $100 through Cash App. Oh, then she was telling me that it was okay. And she could take him out to eat or something. You can get him tomorrow since it's the weekend, she said, being nice. I couldn't believe how fast she got her mind right. Money sure did make a difference in everything going on in my life these days. Thankful that she was easy to please, my mind shot right back to that jealous-ass Dalo. After he saw me flossing on the book with all my new shit, his ass was hating. Like I can't be happy without his ass, I laughed. Dalo was a damn fool if he thought that shit. I was so over him. Life with Gavin was good, and he was everything that Dalo's sorry ass wasn't. He was being so petty and foul that it began rubbing me the wrong type of way. Thinking of a plan to get back at him, because she about to be petty and foul too, I mean. I went into the garage of my new house and got the box of Annalise's things. Gavin had shipped it by mistake, and instead of putting it in his car until he could return it like he asked, I put the box to the side. Good thing that I did too, because that was going to be the reason that I would use for just dropping by my daddy's house. It show ain't Annalise's. I don't care if he left it to her or not, I said, ready to cry. My feelings were still crushed behind my daddy pulling that grimy move when he didn't even know that bitch. For all he knew, she could have been a serial killer or a looney tune and he just went and signed the property off to her. Hell, he could have given her one of the other bullshit places he owned, but no. He had to give her the best one, the one I wanted for me and my kids. Where are you going? Gavin asked, sneaking up behind me soon as I closed my trunk with the box inside. To the dump in the store. You need anything? I lied. Yeah, I'm hungry. Let me come with you. I don't feel like cooking, and since you cooked that bomb-ass breakfast this morning and then topped it off with that bomb-ass head, I could treat you to some dinner. Gavin offered with a look of lust. Why don't you unload those bins in your office while I pick up something for us? Aunt Joni's keeping the kids, so... I giggled and kissed his lips. After we eat and drink a little, it's on. Drink, he scoffed. In your condition, what the hell you plan on drinking? Milk. I cracked up laughing. That's what I thought, he said as he glanced at me sideways. Anyway, don't just stand there, babe. Get to stepping. Gavin laughed and smacked me on the ass. Hurry up and get your sexy ass back here. That man knew how to put a smile on my face. Too bad it quickly faded into a look of revenge soon as I pulled off and headed towards the estate. Boy, I hope this nigga's car is here. If it is, I'm a pound on that door after I dump all this bitch's shit on her doorstep, I chanted just as it started pouring down rain. This shit was even better. After the way Annalise ruined all my shit, it was only right that I returned the favor. This time, it was my pleasure to kill two birds with one stone. When I left there, I planned on having them both hurting mentally and physically fucking around with me. Oh yeah, I laughed as I pulled up and saw my baby daddy's car. Parking and popping the trunk, I got out and opened the box of irreplaceable pictures and paperwork. After walking up to the door and ringing the bell, I dumped everything out right in that big puddle that was beside the doorstep. Wearing a wicked smile, I ran back to my car and waited for somebody to come out. Only when they did, I was the one upset. Oh yeah, these assholes are fucking, I gasped when I saw both Annalise and Dalo appear at the door wearing nearly nothing. The way that bitch's hair was tossed, I knew her ass was too. 
Rain or not, I couldn't stop myself from hopping back out the car to snatch her up one good time. That's all it took to send her crashing into the puddle. Butt naked in the pile of her crap, she cried for Daylo to help her. Like the punk he was, he ran right over to her. The fuck is wrong with you, Zakia? What the hell are you doing here? Daylo yelled as he helped Annalise off the ground. You grimy fucking bitch! Why'd you bring your ass over here? Ain't you pregnant with my husband's baby? Annalise asked as I tried to charge her ass once again, but Daylo grabbed me. Get your fucking hands off me, Daylo! I fussed as I shook free from his grip. Don't you ever put your hands on me again! I can't believe you're here fucking that fat bitch! Fat? Bitch, the only thing fat on my girl is this pussy! Daylo clowned as he tapped the front of Annalise's vagina. That shit made me sick and also had me feeling some kind of way. How could Daylo do this to me? How could he lay in bed with this heifer? Not that long ago, he was telling me he loved me. But if he loved me, he wouldn't be sleeping with my enemy. Really, Daylo? Is that what you want, for real? I asked as I felt my baby moving around in my belly. Ignoring me with his nose turned up, Daylo wrapped his arm around Annalise's thick waist as he mean mugged me. Go home, Zakia. Go take care of our kids and yourself before you fuck around and lose that baby on our doorstep. Our doorstep? So you live here now? I asked as I felt the bile rising in my throat. What's it to you? You've moved on and so have I. This ain't gotta be as ugly as you trying to make it. I mean, we got kids to think about. He taunted trying to be really fucking funny, but I reversed that shit right back on him. Don't you even worry about my kids. You know what? No matter how mad you are or how mad you'll get, Deshaun and Daylinda will always be my kids. Ain't nothing you could do to change that shit. And if you think I'm going to walk away from my seed so you and that corny ass wear nigga can raise them, bitch, you really got me fucked up. Fuck you, Daylo! You and that fat bitch can suck my pussy! I fussed in anger as I turned on my heels and walked back to my car. Nah. Keep that used pussy. I'm going to suck on this one right here, he said as he grabbed Annalise and started making out with her right there in front of me. To say that I was livid would be an understatement. I wanted to rush over there again and snatch her ass, but I couldn't do that. I had to keep in mind that I was with child. God may have spared my baby during that first attack, but I could almost guarantee he wouldn't let me get away with it a second time. Fuck this shit, I said as I walked fast back to the car. Jumping in, I rolled down the window and hollered out of me before I peeled out. I fucking hate you! I don't know why it bothered me so much to know that Dayla was really fucking Annalise. I had suspected it ever since I started seeing his car in the driveway, but getting confirmation of it really had me feeling some kind of way. Dayla was right. I had moved on with Gavin. We were having a baby together and living with my kids as a family. So why was I feeling so broken up over finding out Dayla and that bitch were fucking? As I looked at my clothes and hair, I wondered how I was going to explain this shit to Gavin. I guess I could tell him that I'd just fail or something, but then he would be worried about the baby and trying to take me to the hospital. I should have never gone over there because all that shit did was piss me off. How can Dalo find her attractive? Why is he sleeping with her? I asked myself. He has to be doing it to make me jealous and piss me off, and my stupid ass play right into it. I could punch myself for not listening to Gavin. He told me to stay away from that property, but I didn't. 
he told me to throw her shit out, but I didn't. Instead, I went over there and made myself look like a damn fool. In the middle of my rant, my phone started ringing and Brenda's name popped up on my dash. I hit the button on the steering wheel to answer. Hello? Girl, where are you at? Why you sound like you all emotional and shit? She asked. Damn, bitch. All I said was hello. I snapped, feeling on edge. Now you know that I know you better than anybody else. All it takes is one word for me to know how you're feeling. Your voice sounds all shaky and shit. What's going on? You and Gavin get into it or something? No. I just got in a fight with that bitch Annalise. What? What the hell happened? Some of her shit got shipped to our place accidentally, so I went over there to take it to her. I get over there and Dalo's car is parked in her driveway, so now I'm pissed, I informed her. Why are you worried about what's going on with Dalo? I mean, you moved on with Gavin. You're pregnant with his baby and everything, she said. I can't understand why you would go over there and start a fight with that woman in your condition. Please don't start. I'm just saying, Zakia, you need to make better choices for yourself and your children, Brenda said. It's time for you to grow up, sis. What the hell you mean? I've been grown. Now she was pissed me off. I didn't want to argue with my best friend, but why was she coming to me like that? Whose side are you on? I barked. Yours, of course, but I'm going to need you to do better, sis. You have kids and one on the way. You cannot be out there fighting. They fucking Berinda! I yelled. What? Dalo and Annalise are fucking. How you know that? They could just be friends and you know Dalo like to get under your skin. He probably ain't really sleeping with that girl but telling you that because he knows he can get a rise out of you. No. You're not listening to me. They're fucking. I hollered louder since she didn't hear me the first time. I went over there and dumped her shit out on the front lawn and rang the bell. They came out to see who was at the door with no clothes on. So they came out the house butt naked? Is that what you're saying? Brenda asked. Well, they weren't butt naked, but they might as well have been. That shit had me pissed, but I really started seeing red when he confirmed that I was fucking, I cried. I don't want to talk about this shit no more. I'm going to call you back. The moment I ended the call, I busted out crying. How could Dalo be carrying on with that bitch after she threw me and his kids out into the street? What kind of shit was that? The betrayal that I felt from Dalo put me in such a weird place that I didn't even stop anywhere on the way home. The only thing that kept crossing my mind was having to answer questions from Gavin. Right now, that man could ask me whatever he wanted, I huffed to myself. I was so pissed that I didn't even care what happened when I got home. If he tripped... He tripped, and if he didn't, even better. I'm getting kind of tired of the repeating themes happening in this motherfucker, and one of the repeating themes that keeps happening in this motherfucker is niggas not really being able to take responsibility for the shit that they do in their fucked off relationships. Like, why are you mad that Dalo's fucking Annalise when you cheated on Dalo with Gavin? I don't understand that part. I don't see how you're in this, but you're not in this. And Annalisa finally found the happiness she's looking for. So what that it's with a nigga her own age who happened to be fucking with you? It is what it is. The shit's weird. Yeah. If I broke up with my wife and she started fucking my brother, yeah, the shit would be kind of awkward. 
But if there was something that had happened that would cause that sort of thing, like if I was fucking his ex or whatever and cheating on her and so she went to get revenge, which is what Dalo did, at some point I'd have to recognize that. But like I said, these niggas is all young except for Gavin because Gavin's a fucking creeper. This shit is just recklessly wild. It's your world. It really is turning into a soap opera, but the shit's starting to fall off the rails because it's going in a circle. I needed to go forward with some shit. Like, it can't just be, um, Gavin's okay, comes past the house, sees Dalo, get mad, go home mad, talk to Zakia mad, shit happens. Zakia's okay, goes past the house, sees Annalise, gets mad, Goes back mad. Talks to Gavin. Everything's cool. It can't be that way. At some point. Joe's going to have to find out about uh, Tommy. And then that shit's going to take a new turn. That's going to become my favorite chapter. Like whenever Joe finds out that's going to be lit. But other than that. This shit is getting real repetitive to me. And I don't like repetition. Like mix this shit up. Also, grabbing her by her pussy is some Donald Trump shit, and you should cut that shit out. 916-633-1537 is the voicemail line. Uh, RatchetandRatchet at gmail.com is the email address. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Um, hit me up. I'll holler back at you. Also, um, episodes go up the night before on Patreon. So y'all can get them a day early or even more, depending on if I have a day off and just want to read ahead. If you go to the Patreon and sign up for $5, you can um, get the next day's stuff the day before. Plus other stories that I'll come up with because I'm fucking talented. Leave a review of Podchaser. Uh, just go there and type in Ratchet Book Club. Follow the page so you can see when everything comes out. Follow us on Spotify if you got Spotify. Um, and go ahead and follow us on Apple if you're over there too. I ain't going to judge you. Um, thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Holla at me. I'll holla back at y'all. You be good. Peace. and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you